The Big Play Reflog Show is brought to you by ShackNews.com. Shack News has you covered for all your gaming needs with news, guides, walkthroughs, and reviews. Like this week's featured article previewing the new Warner Brothers game, Multiverses. The upcoming game will allow players to fight with characters from DC, Game of Thrones, and Cartoon Network in one big chaotic brawl. And remember, you can join in on the conversation by using the Shack News Cortex. So if you're a gamer, Shack News is the site for you. Check them out on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch at the handle at Shack News and at ShackNews.com. It's time! Streaming live from Cleveland, Ohio! Presenting the undefeated, undisputed heavyweight podcast of the world, The Big Play Reflog is going on everybody happy monday hope everyone's having a great week chris nick how are you guys doing dave i'm doing great second major of the year is now down which is kind of wild to say right before memorial day weekend um warmer weather that's always nice and looking forward to the summer the unofficial kickoff of summer this weekend that's right and we didn't choke away millions uh on 18 so We'll, we'll take that as well. Right. Dave, what's going on? Jadavion Clowney back. What? Ooh. I said, when are we getting you into golf? Dude, I don't know. I got so, I have such a hard time with it. <laughs> have you ever played? Nope, never. <laughs> I will we'll stick to the uh, Jadavion Clowney then. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Hyped about that, though. Absolutely. Yes, we are. We are back. 17 and oh, here we go. Uh, we'll say that now ahead of the HBO special. Uh, we got a great show for you guys tonight. So we'll kick it off with Cleveland headlines brought to you by TSE Cleveland. After that, get into our featured interview. PGA Tour golfer Justin Lauer joining the show. 157th ranked in the world. Joined the tour in 21. Can't wait to talk to him. Uh, then we'll finish with Guardians trivia. Who wants to be a billionaire? Hopefully giving away some Labatt Blues. Let's kick it off with some Cleveland headlines. Cleveland headlines brought to you by our good friends at TSC Cleveland. They have helped us give away a ton of signed Cleveland Browns merchandise. So make sure you are following them at TSE Cleveland on Twitter and keep an eye out 
for our show tweets for weekly giveaways at Big Play Reflux. This week, oh, one of these days I'm going to load in a drum roll. This week we are giving away a Mike Pruitt signed 8x10. Uh, Chris, I, I feel like I ask you every week, do you have a drum roll? Yeah, I don't have much of one. I just got the rim shot here. That really doesn't help. That's not. A That's a comedy <laughs> drum roll. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's the best I got. And That's the winner is. For how much time I have to talk about this? Nope, that won't work. That wasn't it. Buffalo Wild Wings. Uh, here's one we haven't heard in a while. Mm, interesting. Wearing his hat backwards. <laughs> the got that one now, right? Absolutely. Tim Riley at Concord. Tim, you are the winner of the Mike of Pruitt uh, signed 8 by 10 autograph. Congratulations. DM the show, and we will get that out to you. All right, Nick, I know you're ready for this. Uh, Jadavian Clowney, one year, 11 million sources tell the Browns toaster. I believe he had it first. Uh, Nick, I heard that Clowney is back, and people were going to give him more money, more years than the Cleveland Browns. Were you surprised he signed here? Uh, no, I wasn't that surprised. I think the Browns really put on the full court press. There's a nice article written by Zach Jackson over at the athletic that the Browns and a lot of their play, you know, key defensive players really recruited Clowney back to Cleveland. Miles Garrett being a key piece of that. They were sending DoorDash to his house. They were really pulling out all the stops to get Clowney back in Cleveland. And I think that was a big ad because <laughs> Is you that look what it at- takes. That's I guess that's DoorDash. what it takes now in 2022. You just send DoorDash to a guy's house and that that solves all the world's problems. But no, I mean, you look at the Browns roster, you know, the kind of the real hole there after the draft was still that defensive end spot. So it was nice to see them, you know, fix that up with a guy with Clowney that was really productive last year. So I was glad that they got that done. It felt like it was always going to happen. So I was happy that it actually did. Chris, Dave, how about this now? Cleveland Browns news, huh? In the last few weeks, you've got three guys, right? You've got Jose Ramirez, you got Nick Chubb, and now you got Clowney. All three guys that want to be here in Cleveland How's for that significantly for less money. For less money, right? Yep. Taking below market to stay here in Cleveland. That that feels good. We haven't had that a lot in our lifetime, Dave. We haven't seen that. And that's nice to see that kind of loyalty to this town, to this fan base, to yep. what we're building here and everything else. So uh, that, that's where it really feels good. It almost feels like a culmination of some things coming together for, for Cleveland and for our sports scene right now. It's the reverse Jim Tomey. <laughs> right. The reverse... Maybe they didn't have a rock. Although now. Take more money somewhere else. <laughs> but now we could just DoorDash to Tomey's house and then yeah, he would too. stay. Yeah, well, that wasn't well remember the Tomies are off. They're they're no longer Browns fans. So, oh, that's right. That's right. they're 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 not they're not they're not in an, all in on this one. Chris, how are you feeling about this line? I'm feeling good. I, right. I mean, yeah, and, and and boy, it feels like we're going to add somebody else. I don't know, Nick, if you've got any inside information, but it almost felt like Sue was very close to signing before. And I don't know, he's out there. You got some other free agents. I. It feels like they they they've got some some holes at depth there, but you know, top line, I really like what we're doing. Yeah, and I think it's possible. You know, there it's for whatever reason in Barry's three years in Cleveland that the defensive tackle position hasn't been one that he's put much value in at all. 
Like it's like you look over the last three years, he barely does anything at that position. I don't know why. It's something that with Philadelphia, where Barry came from, they have one of the best defensive tackles of this generation with Fletcher Cox. So it's weird that Barry hasn't put that same amount of resources into his own GM job in Cleveland. But at the same time, yeah, you're right. Nadamakin Sue, there has been some contact there. Akeem Hicks is another name. I think they like sue a little more even though he is a little older and uh we'll have to see what happens i don't think anything's like imminent on that have you given up on tommy togiai because there's a guy no ohio state guy you know i always love those guys he's sitting there right in the mix you know last year had some injury problems uh, you know really just put couldn't put it all together is this a guy we're writing off or do you think this guy's gonna have a role this year I mean, yeah, I, right now, as, as things stand right now, the opportunity is for sure, you know, a jar for him to come in and make an impact. He's the dude is 22 years old. And that's a big thing with how the Browns draft is they draft. So that first year could kind of be treated like a red shirt year. They feel like their roster is good enough to do that. So that's been kind of one of the guardrails. So no, I, I haven't written him off yet. I think with a young rotation of Perry on Winfrey, Jordan Elliott, who's still very young and Tommy Togiai. Uh, they could definitely figure that out. And then you bring in an Adamican Sue or an Akeem Hicks, and now you're really looking stable up front. But again, Sue is so old. I just can't really see oh, them. How old like, is he? 35? I think he's going to be 35 by the time that the season yeah, starts. Yeah. That's he's really a young old. chicken. Come on. 35? God, I have plenty of years left. No problem. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, standing on that defensive, especially on a, at a defensive tackle. Like, how about Perry on Winfrey how excited are you to have this guy as a Cleveland Brown I mean just the more and more I learn about him the more and more I'm excited about him by the way did you see his golf swing really he's a golfer too I did not know that (laughs) no he's hit the big play simulator like me (laughs) oh little Charles Barkley-esque yeah just a little but not who's worse um, Perry on Winfrey or Charles Barkley? It's close, Chris. It's very close. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. check it out on on Instagram. I'll yeah, I'm excited. I'm I'm hyped for Perry on Winfrey. Like, if the guy is half the football player that he is a talker, he's going to be a really good football player. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, just be half of what you be half as good at football as you are at talking, and you're going to be a Pro Bowler, surefire. That is true, man. That is true. <laughs> Um, all right, so we have some something to watch tomorrow night. Uh, several uh, of Deshaun Watson's accusers sit down with Real Sports HBO and Soledad O'Brien. It's I think it's on at 10 p.m. Nick, if you need my HBO password, I can give it to you. Um, Deshaun's lawyer was out there. Nick, I don't know, Chris, if you guys listened to this podcast today. Uh, I, I believe not. it was Inside the Lines, I believe it was called. Um, he what's his name, Randy or something like that? Rusty Harden. Rusty, yes, Rusty was out, uh, kind of getting in front of this a little bit. Uh, it it seems like they want to come to some type of resolution on this by summer, which could be right. a week, could be three months. Uh, Nick, what do, are we going to learn anything from this HBO special? Are you going to watch it? I mean, yeah, I'm going to watch it for sure. Just you know, because covering the team kind of thing. I, I, I'll say this. We, 
in these last two days, today and then tomorrow, we're going to be hit by polar opposite sides of the spectrum. Today, you had Watson's attorney on a podcast, which obviously he's representing Deshaun Watson. Guess whose side he's on? And then you have the Gumble thing that's and he's interviewing the women. So guess which side he's going to be on, you know, or w- what side that is going to bring light to. And the truth, as we always say on this show, is probably somewhere in the middle of all that. So I don't know. I think a lot of what's out there over these next two days is a lot of fluff to be honest with you. And I truly think that the NFL has done their investigation and they are going to come to some sort of a suspension probably by summer. I mean, that's what, what it's looking like right now is by training camp. We'll have some sort of verdict on Deshaun Watson and how long he will not be a member of the Cleveland Browns. And, and let's be honest to put this all in perspective perspective. That's the crappy part of, all of this like like the fact that the browns gave up three first round picks 230 million dollars guaranteed and we're playing these games here in may where he's got 22 accusers getting ready to go do an hbo special it's just another thing at the quarterback position and that it's always true with the browns there's always got to be something going on with the quarterback position they think they have a guy that has all the talent in the world to be the franchise quarterback but now you have this which which arguably could be worse than just being crappy at the position it's never a dull offseason for a cleveland browns fan no and i'll tell you the organization you know they went in eyes wide open on this and i don't care what what else comes out i don't know care what other twists and turns we see in this story the organization knew what they were getting into right off the bat so i'm not yep. letting the organization off the hook if things go really bad this week for us. Yep. I don't yeah, I don't feel bad in the slightest. They all signed off on it. I don't feel bad. You, you knew you signed up for it when you hopped on that plane to go down right. to Houston to try to convince the guy to come to Cleveland. And I'll say this, we all have yeah. consequences for choices that we make in life. Say he's suspended for Are a you year. You watching Ozark? Or, or not I Maybe that's, that's or a quote almost directly out of Ozark. <laughs> or Nick say Lardy Bird. <laughs> say yeah. Say he suspended the whole year or two years, and it cost Kevin Stefanski or Andrew Barry their jobs. Sorry, you hopped on the plane, you went to Houston, you convinced them to come here. That was that was your decision. Yeah, yeah. I will say it was kind of interesting. Uh, was it Rusty? Rusty, you yeah, know he's Rusty. eighty Rusty years old. He he's sounded eighty, 80 years, years old. old on the podcast. He. uh he said the Cleveland Browns said they're completely staying out of it, letting Deshaun do his, you know, his uh, his thing with this. So we'll we'll see how it all shakes out. But it is time to move on because Chris, we don't get to do this very often, but we get to talk golf on the show oh, with I'm, a I'm Cleveland pumped. sports fan. Our worlds are colliding. Are you pumped? I'm very pumped. Let's talk some golf. Let's do it. We are welcoming in Akron, Ohio native Justin Lauer. We will be back in one second. All right. On the line, we have the most famous athlete from Akron, Ohio, PGA Tour golfer, Northeast Ohio native, and Cleveland sports fan, Justin Lauer, joining the show. Justin, welcome, my man. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, me and Chris were just talking. We are in all of our glory talking Cleveland sports with a PGA Tour golfer. This is this is pretty fun. 
Oh, I'm looking forward to it. It'll sure be a lot of fun for sure. We, we don't do enough of it, Justin. You know, we had Ben Curtis on about this time last yep. year. Now we have you. And I think that's about the only two that we've had on. And every time I get excited because we don't do it enough on this show. Nice. I like it. I'm a, I'm an open book. Ask me anything. So <laughs> so how did you get into golf? So obviously things are working out pretty well for you right now. Uh, how, how, how'd this all come about being from Cleveland or from Akron? Uh, yeah, they're going okay right now. Um, it took a little longer than I expected to get to the PGA tour, but, um, yeah, I just started playing with my dad, um, and his brothers when I was, um, six, seven, maybe eight years old and, um, fell in love with it. It was just amazing to me. Um, I played a lot of baseball growing up as well. So, um, eventually I had to make a decision and, made a decision at 13 to uh, just stick with golf full time and uh, kind of paid off. Kind of wish I would have played a little more sports uh, growing up, maybe more basketball, a little more baseball, just to keep the athleticism there. Cause it only would have helped going in uh, with my girl, with my golf career, but uh, I'm, I'm happy with the way it worked out. So. Now what courses did you grow up on there playing? Uh, so I grew up playing, uh, Lions Den golf course in Canal Fulton, Ohio. Uh, Good Park golf Jay. course. In, yeah, they always uh, had a big tournament. I I grew yes. up in Bath, and I I would play annually in that J. Edward Good Park tournament. That was always yes. like a big deal out there. Three hundred you... kids, three days. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I don't know how they did it. I mean, you had two or three old guys just sitting at a table telling yeah. guys where to head, like head to one, head to ten. You're playing with this this group you're playing with this group and uh just keep score and we'll figure it out afterwards it just seemed like they were there having beers all day and they just kind of <laughs> figured it out <laughs> and it was this huge tournament and the thing that i remember most about that tournament best hot dogs you're gonna find because you always yes. got a free hot dog and a drink and a snack at the turn and i'll never forget the hot dogs for some reason uh, it was an unreal event one of the most fun events i've ever played just like it was incredible like you always looked in the beacon journal for the your tea yeah. times the day before um yes. some sometimes you had to call in it was i mean it was incredible um how it really worked and there were flights everyone got flighted after the first day so you'd have your occasional sandbaggers shoot um 85 to 90 the first day and then win the sixth or seventh flight shooting 75 76 and you're like well this guy these clearly better than over half the people here he just wants to actually win something so but it was just one of the coolest events ever for sure i never forget that i got a flight one year i think i was in the third flight or something and i felt really good about that in one of the first years that i played in that thing because because you're right and that that becomes a big thing mm -hmm. uh did did you ever win that tournament I did when I was um, yeah. six. When I was sixteen, I won the championship flight, which is wow, uh, the highest you can go, and it was it was pretty cool. So that's pretty much the pinnacle of your golf career. I don't care what you <laughs> yes, do on the PGA, how many majors you won the J. Edward Good Park yeah. Invitational. Yeah, it's been downhill since then. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, Justin, I read it. So, to, to, let's fast forward two thousand nineteen. Web dot com. I think it was web dot com at the time. Um, Eight foot putt to make it onto the PGA Tour. I read when you were in like your, one of your first junior golf tournaments, you were throwing up. How on earth did you not throw up with an eight foot putt going into that on the grade? 
I, I didn't know. <laughs> oh, you didn't so, know? No, I didn't know. So, um, so it was actually it was 2018. I'll um, okay. I'll take you I'll take you through the whole scenario. So it was the tour yeah. championship. Um, I was uh, ranked 26 going into that week, so I needed a good week. They were uh, projecting like a two way tie for 23rd or better or something like that. And um, I was playing okay, um, probably somewhere along the top 15 going in the last round. And I, I just couldn't get anything going. I was only one under for the day or something like that. And I get to the uh, 17th hole. It's a short kind of risk-reward par four. They move the tee up to tempt us to go for it. But there's nothing. There's like a huge bunker right, water all up the left side. So I laid up off the tee and hit a, I hit a wedge to like – a couple feet and tapped in for birdie. And it, when I was walking the 17 T I noticed a, uh, a projection on the leaderboard and it had me projected 26 still. Um, so I figured a birdie would only help. Um, so I birdied, I birdied 17 and I figured that might be enough, but 18 is a shorter, shorter par five. Um, an, another birdie would probably, probably do it for sure. Um, got the ball in the fairway, which was, the first, uh, the first checkpoint for sure on that hole. Just get it in the fairway. Give yourself a chance. You're the best chance you have at birdie. Um, had about two thirty-two or something like that. Two fourteen front edge, and I hit a three iron, and um, it came out perfect. Maybe a little right of where I wanted it, um, and it catches the downslope of a bunker and kicks over the green into the grandstand, and. Um, so I get a drop from the grandstands and I have this kind of ticklish downhill chip shot with water behind the pin. And if I get too aggressive with it, there is a chance I could run it into the water. So I nestle it down there to probably eight feet or so, like the story goes. And um, I read it just like I would any other putt. And I hit it uh, kind of half in, half out on the right edge. And um, so I what, are, what are the nerves like? Like when you're like going up to that puck, it's like me and my buddies will be at Bobble Links up here, like playing snakes for like eight dollars. I'm I'm shaking. Yeah, I mean it was I it was a little nerve wracking being the the last hole, the last the the last hole of the year for you basically. Um, I mean twenty was it twenty eight events? I think I played twenty six of them. Uh, like it, it's all coming down to this basically, and. Um, I, I kind of knew it was for something. I didn't really know it was for the PGA Tour card. I don't know if that would have helped or hurt. Um, yeah. uh, but I, I hit it and I looked up and it lips out on the low side. And um, I, so I tapped in and I could kind of hear from the crowd like uh, that. There's a lot of kind of moans and groans going on. And I, I kind of look back at the the leaderboard and it's not projecting right away. So I'm kind of kind of freaking out i'm asking my caddy like was that enough he's like i have no idea it won't he's like it's not updating quick enough i look for <laughs> i look for my agent behind the 18th tee he's like or the 18th green he's like i have no idea like i it's he's like it's gonna be close my uh girlfriend at the time who is now my wife she had no idea so i go in to sign my card and you need um, better people around you i know right that's what i'm thinking that's what the story's telling me right now as soon as you get that card you had to upgrade yeah so i go to sign in i go to sign my card and um a good friend of mine darren styles who played on the tour who now works for the tour 
uh, he had the projections on his on his computer there, and he just kind of looks at me and he goes, I, he's like, I will do what I can, but as you know, like I can only put in these numbers the correct way. <laughs> and um, it came down to like, because they did it by money then, it came down to, uh, it was less than $500, I think. Um, wow. And I, I, had, I had friends going, we will gladly pay the $500. <laughs> I was like, that's not how it works. I wish it was that simple, but... Um, but no, it was crowdfund your card. Yeah, right. I probably would have gotten more than that. But um, <laughs> it was uh, I I like to be honest. I probably wasn't ready for the PGA Tour then. Um, I I definitely needed more time yeah. under my belt, and I think I would have gotten it earlier than the year I got it. Uh, COVID kind of pushed back on that a little bit, but uh, but here I am. So. Yeah, so fast forward 2021, uh, you punch your ticket, you go up and in from the bunker. What what was the feeling like when did did you know at that time that you were in? Did you have better internet, better people around you refreshing the internet? Or so, <laughs> it was definitely um it was more tense, I'll say that. Um okay. so that week I told myself I'm not looking at leaderboards, not looking at projections. Cause I was like, I wasn't even close really. I was 40th going into the week, and they take the top 25. Um, and I had played well the first three days. I think I was in eighth or so going into the last round. Um, I knew I was decently close to the lead just because of, uh, how late my tee time was. Uh, cause we get text messages for tee times that don't say really any standings, but they tell you, um, just when you're teeing off and what, what tee box and, and who you're playing with. And, um, so I could kind of tell I was, I was doing okay. I, I, I did an interview after Saturday's round on the golf channel. And I told them, I was like, look, I really don't want to know where I stand. Um, I, I'm really trying to take this shot for shot and see if that works for me because I've, I've done it where I'm looking after shot by shot and it's, it, it, it didn't work out the first time. So I'm just, please, I, I really don't want to know where I stand. So, <laughs> um, to go through that round, I got off to kind of a, shaky start. I was two over early and then, um, uh, parred the ninth hole, which was an easy par five and went to the back nine. And I, I just kind of told myself we had, it's kind of like a five minute walk from nine to 10. And I was just like, look, you've, you've played all year. You've played great. I mean, a COVID year, you've had two years combined. It's like 46 events or something like that. Just do something crazy this last night. you might as well. And I, I made three birdies coming in. I probably should have made more. Honestly, I hit the ball really well. Um, those last nine holes, um, other than the last hole. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I pulled my tee shot on 18 and the last probably six holes cameras were all over our group. Um, Sahith Thagala was in my group and he was close to the lead. So they were following him, but then I noticed they were following me too. Um, and they weren't really following the other guy. So I'm like, well, I've got to be pretty close here. So um, so I get to 18. I pull my tee shot way left. It gets really lucky. Hits off the side of this hill and it ends up on the cart path. I get a drop off the cart path. Um, and I, I have a shot where I can hit the aggressive shot, but there's water all over the green or all around the green. And I was like, if I... If it comes out and it jumps, it's probably going in the water. And that probably would just mean I wouldn't get my PGA Tour card. And oh. played the safe shot, hit it short of the green. Um, 
luckily we were playing lift clean in place so I could give myself a perfect lie and hit an unbelievable pitch shot to about a foot and tapped in and it was enough for, I think I made it by five points. Um, They said I, if even with bogey, I would have made it by a point. So that would have been really crazy, but yeah, just, (laughs) just like that. I was on the PGA tour. So. So when did you find out? Like, did you, did you sprint off 18 and like, no, so I didn't, I didn't know after 18, my wife greeted me. I got an unbelievable ovation from the crowd so I could kind of tell. Yeah. But, um, I, I, I walked in and I signed my card and I was, he, the same guy who Darren Stiles was, um, doing the cards that day. And he looked at me and he just kind of had this like, grin on his face <laughs> and he's like you need one guy to not make birdie on 18 oh. and i was like i you know what he's like i don't i'm like i don't want to know like just <laughs> and as i'm walking outside the clubhouse you walk down these stairs and i see like uh my caddy i see another a couple other caddies that i'm good friends with i see a couple good players i'm friends with and my wife and my agent and i'm like Okay, so you guys up. know anything they're, this time? Well, they're they're do- they're double fisting beer, so I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> then I then the beer shower came, and that was official. Then so it was yes. it was it was pretty cool. So what a way to find out! That's yeah. the way to do it. You did yeah, it right, sure. Justin. That yeah. is fantastic. They they may not have known it the first time around <laughs> and been on their game, but they they brought it for the real one. Yeah, for sure. Growing up in Northeast Ohio, Justin, do you have any favorite courses in the area? Oh yeah, plenty. I mean, the golf here is so good. Um, Canterbury and uh, the east side of Cleveland's really good. Oh um, yeah. Uh, kind of putting me on the spot, and I'm blanking now. Oh um, good. Uh, that was a good first one. Yeah, uh, Chippewa is one of my favorites. Uh, I I play it not every day I'm home, but I play it quite a bit, quite a bit when I'm home, even though I leave there just frustrated as hell every time because I don't mow the greens and they're slow and <laughs> I'm just not used to slow greens anymore. Um, That's got to really drive you nuts. Oh, it, I, mean, I walk, with the, with the I walk off there. On, on tour versus something you play on a weekend. I, I mean, mean, it takes me all but 10 minutes to adjust when I get to a tournament week, but I, yeah. <laughs> I, I just get, I walk off chip wall just so frustrated sometimes because <laughs> we, I play money games with some friends out there and it just, yeah. I just walk off the just dejected, um, but it happens. It's and it's all in good fun. Um, now here's a more important question for you. I know you yeah. know on the tour, I've been traveling around a little bit. Is Swenson still the go-to burger spot? If they had it everywhere, absolutely. Um, yes, for <laughs> sure. Uh, in and out is just so overrated. It's, wow, it's not even close. Completely agree. It's so it's so bland and just plain and. <laughs> Um, I actually have a friend um, on tour coming in uh, this Wednesday. They're coming in for a wedding and staying at uh, our house for a night. And we're actually taking him to Swenson's. He had it last year uh, during the Columbus event, but I'm like, you're having it again and you're going to like it. Cause he's an in and out guy. And he's like, <laughs> Swenson's is just as bad as you say in and out is. I was like, it's not even close. <laughs> yeah. It's not, bad. not even close. Yeah. Now, you're so. up there in Akron. Have you ever made it over to Fairlawn and gone to what's it called? Skyway. Sky- you ever tried Skyway there. Yes, I have. There's actually a Skyway really close. It's not oh, bad. It's I, it's not Swenson's, but it's, it's not, not Swenson's bad. to you though. See, yeah. I like Skyway better than Swenson's every time. Chris. I will say it's good, but Skyway is not Swenson's. Huh. Very interesting. 
So. Swenson's is the spot, Chris. Come on. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, we got one by us now. We're down there, down here in Columbus, Justin. Now, yeah, do you make it down yeah, here? Have you played Muirfield? What do you think about the Memorial coming up in a few weeks? Oh, he's yeah. Playing. I, I've played it. Yeah, I played it in 2014. Um, I was actually told this year, unfortunately, I'm not getting a, a sponsor's exemption into it. So kind of bummed on that one. Oh, that sucks. I Yeah, I really wanted to play. Uh, Justin, how, do, how does that work? Me and Chris were talking off air. Like, how how do you know which ones you're getting into on the tour here now that you're kind of in? So we have a website called uh, PGA Tour Links. It's just an app, really. Um, and we can commit to events and withdraw from events just by the click of a button, really. Um, oh, wow. And it, it's all on our phone. It has all the tournament information that we need, who to contact for uh, hotels, courtesy cars, stuff like that. And it has the different tours on it as well. So if you're on the Corn Ferry Tour, it has the Corn Ferry page, PJ okay. Tour, PJ Tour page, all that. And um, the field lists are updated day to day, sometimes hour to hour, uh, especially around the commitment deadlines. Uh, the commitment deadline is 5 p.m. Uh, the Friday before the event. So that's when fields become official. Okay. And then that's when withdrawals happen. And if you're an alternate, you can get in that way and so on and so forth and has all the exemptions listed and all that type of stuff. So are you an alternate for, uh, for the Memorial? Could you I am not, unfortunately. Oh. Uh, I, I, well, I, I am, I just won't be close enough. I'll probably be 30 or 40 guys out. Um, okay. but because it's just a deeper field, everyone loves that event. It's an oh, invitational. Yeah. So it's a limited field event. Um, it's 120 instead of, 156, which is the standard field size in the summer with all the daylight we have now. Um, but like, for instance, this week is uh, Colonial. I'm uh, I'm the seventh alternate for that one, but I, I probably won't get in, which is pretty unfortunate. But um, but it has moved. I was at the commitment deadline. I was um, 10 out. So it, it is trending that way, but I'm not expecting a call saying I need to head to Dallas anytime soon. So, so what do you do on those weeks? Do you just practice or is there another tournament you can play in? So as a PGA tour member out of the corn Ferry category, uh, you can drop down and play corn Ferry events if okay. you would like to. Um, I am deciding not to do that these couple of weeks. Um, I have the U S open qualifier coming up in Columbus. Okay. Nice. Um, so I'm focusing on that and because Where's it actually can play that. So it's at Kinsale and Wedgwood this year. Okay. Um, and it's actually in my benefit to play in it this year. Um, the past couple of years, I've skipped it because as a Corn Ferry member, if you get into the U.S. Open, none of the points count toward your Corn Ferry standings um, since it's a official PGA Tour event or oh, in conjunction oh. with the PGA Tour. So, um, like, for instance, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, the guy who finished 26th, um, not only in the regular season on the Corn Ferry Tour last year, but the playoffs. So he finished one spot behind me, Taylor Montgomery. Uh -huh. he, he skipped a week on the Corn Ferry Tour to play the U.S. Open last year because he qualified and he made the cut and none of his points counted. And even if half of his points would have counted, Ouch. he would have made it onto the PGA Tour. Wow. So it's an ongoing discussion whether those points oh, or wow. a portion of those points should even count toward the PGA Tour or toward your corn fairy tour standings sure. to help help with that because you're, you're, in, you're missing a week and taking like, you could win that week. You could also miss the cut, but you could win. You could have a, a good week and a, a mediocre week and get some points. But um, the, the crappy thing about it is you're actually trying to further your career yeah. by playing, <laughs> in a in a, by, yeah, yes, seriously. absolutely. By playing in a major 
but you get penalized on the tour that you actually play in. So that's, it's an ongoing discussion. What they'll do with it, who knows? But um, yeah, it's it's kind of crazy to, to really think about. So that's that is crazy, Justin. What's your what's your favorite course that you've gotten to play um, on on the tour? I saw you play Pebble Beach and shot lights out in round one. That that's incredible. Yeah. What, yeah. You, what was the score on that? Like like sixty something, right? Yeah. So. Uh, Pebble is actually my favorite um, okay. that I've played. It's, it's the first the first hole you can't see the ocean, but once you get to once you walk from three to four is when you can see it. And it's just like the way they designed the golf course with that terrain, it's unbelievable. Just and it's it's borderline magical and borderline um I, I I like I can't even explain it. It's just it's amazing. I played it on a golf simulator, so I <laughs> totally get what you're saying. <laughs> if you ever get the chance in person, even though it might be a six hour round, don't pass it up. It is one of the coolest <laughs> places you could ever ever go to. Um, but so that event is um, on three courses. So uh, the first course I played that week was Spyglass Hill, um, and yeah. I I shot 68 on Spyglass, which was the Ooh. second low round of the day on spyglass um pebble i unfortunately um i had probably the worst um kind of brain fart moment i've ever had in my golf career on the fourth hole um trying to play a ball from the ice plant out there um so if you don't know what ice plant is it looks like kind of a cactus looking plant but the ball sits like right on top and it looks like you can hit it each time and i tried it three I, yes, I tried it three different times and the ball did not move. Oh. Um, yeah, so um, practice. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, like, it, it got to the point where I looked at my caddy and I was like, "I don't know how many shots I've hit or have attempted to hit." Like, you have to ask the score. Like, we get a scorer with each group, and I was like, "You have to ask the scorer." I have no idea what I'm hitting, <sighs> and I called a rules official over, and I'm oh. like, "Do I have any options to drop here?" Because I was in a hazard or a penalty area. Um, and I ended up making like a 35 footer for a, an eight. So a, a quad on the hole, um, probably the best putt I've ever made for a quad in my life. Um, <laughs> and I ended up shooting 75 at Pebble, which was very disappointing because we had perfect weather. Um, my playing partner shot 64 that day and made it look super easy. Um, so it was kind of frustrating, but, um, and I, I missed the cut that week, but it was still just the practice round at Pebble and the the actual round. It was just unreal. So it was, I, I was pretty heated at the time, but it was still pretty hard to be really angry at, at Pebble Beach. When you're at, cool at a game. venue like that. Yeah, for sure. Did you watch any of the PGA this weekend? I did for sure. What was your takeaways? I mean, you talk about you talk about your problems there. Boy, you had players up and down, and just the end was just fantastic. Coming down to a playoff and Justin Thomas winning. I mean, what was your what was your takeaway with everything? Oh, I mean, it was unreal. Just to see the guys that were playing in it and that I've competed against. Like my first year on the Corn Ferry Tour was 2014, which was Justin Thomas's first year on the Corn Ferry Tour, um, and obviously he's had a meteoric rise in the golf world ever since then. But um, the other guys in content in contention, Mito Pereira, Cam Young, uh, Will Zalatoris, they all played on the Corn Ferry Tour last year. Will not so much because he moved up early uh, as well as Mito. 
Um, but Mito and I dueled it out last summer in the BMW tournament in uh, on the Corn Ferry Tour. So it was, I mean, it was so cool watching these guys just play on the biggest stage there is. And um, it played, I mean, the conditions changed. The course kind of showed its teeth. And, I mean, my heart goes out to Mito. Uh, just that last hole was so brutal to watch. But, I mean, he's such a good player. And to, like, he, he's had, he had a horrible I think it was a wrist injury or shoulder injury at some point and he's come back from that and um and then uh I'm Will his second uh runner up in a major and then Cam who's just been knocking on the door all year I think it's his uh fourth or fifth top three if or maybe third or fourth I mean it, it was it was cool to watch for sure and I had some other friends playing in it so it was um it's cool to watch a fun tournament like I said um I'm sh- like we don't really care what wins. And and I know it, it really, I don't know if you guys are in this boat. It, it kind of frustrates people to watch um, very low scores win, like in the 20 under par range or, or better. Um, So I'm, I'm sure it was refreshing to some people to see five under win a golf tournament. Even I want to see you guys get beat up in majors. I, I yeah, want to see you guys yeah. play like us. That's where I yeah. love the U.S. <laughs> Open right. when you guys get the crap beat out of you. Everybody's complaining about the course. Now yeah. the USGA's messed it up and tricked it out. <laughs> I love that stuff. Okay, perfect. Hey, that's that's good to know. So, uh, <laughs> Except for you. I want to see yeah. you do well and everybody else get beat up, of course. No, for sure. But I mean, the, like the old adage is if it's playing hard for you, it's playing hard for everyone most right. of the time. Um, so I – was it cool to see five under win? I don't know. That's a whole other discussion, but um, it was just cool to see. It was, a, it was a great golf tournament. I mean, Justin Thomas played unbelievable, especially to come back. I think he was eight down at one point early in this round um, to a comeback like that is one for the ages for sure. So another guy who played in it was John Daly. Have you ever copied <laughs> any of his routines out there? <laughs> I have not. I have not. Especially his, Diet uh, Cokes, bag of M&Ms. I yeah. Mean, did that, you see his tally after the first round? You and his tally after the first round. Things, right? That diet. Yeah, it's like six, maybe when I was like 12 years old, minus the uh, the six. Minus, <laughs> yeah, yeah, minus the six. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but I mean, it, it was like six or seven bags of peanut M&Ms, 21 Diet Cokes, and 21 cigarettes or something like that. I mean, that's just unreal. But clearly, he, he just doesn't care at all, which is just yeah. kind of makes his aura just that much bigger, which uh, – is so cool to see my actually my first uh corn ferry event uh he was actually playing in it and he had his he had his rv parked at the back of the range which is actually kind of cool but um and he actually made the cut but he finished pretty close to dfl and was in the first group off the last day and was just playing as fast as he could so he can get out of there but but, uh, to get to the casino and to hooters yeah, yeah, we were in Valdosta, Georgia, too. So there were plenty of casinos and plenty of hooters around. Too. <laughs> hey, before we let you go, we'd be remiss not to ask you about our local teams. Well, okay. Give us some quick thoughts on the Guardians as well as the Browns and what the Browns have done this offseason. Okay. Uh, Guardians, I mean, I I really don't know what to think. It It seems like the bats have kind of woken up a little bit, but the pitching is just – not been there. It, it, we definitely don't have the staff that we've had in the maybe four or five years ago. Um, but uh, it's cool to see like Ramirez take the extension and to learn that the difference to him, but from hundred million to 200 million really isn't all that, all that big, which is kind of refreshing to hear from guys like that. Um, just knowing that he wanted to play in Cleveland, uh, having Naylor back is huge. He's one of 
my all-time favorites to watch. Um, just his intensity is pretty awesome. Um, and I, God, I just wish they would find something. Um, but it, I, it seems like it's going to be another 82 and 82 year or something like that or 81 and 81 year. Sure. Uh, yeah. but, uh, and then the Browns, I, <laughs> the whole Deshaun situation, I have so many questions. Just what, what professional athlete sees 40 massage therapists is one, uh, two, um, like, is he going to play? He hasn't played in how long. So I, is Russ going to be a factor? I love what he did taking the offense down the Bahamas. Um, yep. I, I, like, I think the team chemistry is huge. Something that it kind of looked like was there with Baker, um, but really wasn't, um, is like, what's Baker's deal? What's, what are they going to do? I read something recently on Twitter. They actually offered a deal where they actually take a big chunk of his contract. So who knows if anything's happening on that front? Um, I it's just so many unanswered questions on both sides, but I do, I do think the Browns, if, if kind of they can put out all these small fires and avoid a huge one, um, and somehow he's he's able to play maybe half the year, maybe a little more half the year. I think it could be really, really good. I I honestly have no idea what's going to happen. Um, I know if he plays at all, it's going to piss a lot of people off. Um, totally understand that side of it too. Um, but I mean, it's it's Cleveland sports. Cleveland's a football. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's a football town. If I if they ever win the Super Bowl, it Cleveland may just disappear. Oh. Go up and yeah. or just sink in the Lake Erie. I don't know which one would happen, but um, it would be the coolest thing ever. But um, I, I I love the team. Um, I wish Jarvis would have stayed somehow. Uh, yeah, I, I I love the running backs. Nick Chubb is one of my favorite. Even though he went to Georgia, he's one of my favorite all time players. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I just did, did you see the Watson putt? Down there. I did, yeah. His technique. What was your critique of his putt? Yeah, <laughs> hey, it went in. So it's it's not it's not how it's how many. So. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, but the reaction was just amazing. So I guess my question is, how many takes did it was that? Yeah, and then um, uh, just how many drinks have they all had? But it looked like they were having a fun time, uh, and it looks like the Bahamas or even Atlantis where they were at. I think it's definitely not hard to have a good time down there. So. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, we we greatly appreciate the time. We'd love to have you back on uh, sometime. Talk Cleveland sports, talk golf. But this was this was phenomenal. Thanks for taking some time with us. Absolutely, I'll I'll, I'll be on anytime. Let me know. Yes, our golf correspondent <laughs> Justin <Yes>. Lauer, <laughs> for sure. And Justin, good luck. Good luck Thank out you. there. We will be following your career with renewed interest. Thank you, Absolutely. guys. I appreciate it. Thanks, yeah. Justin. All right, Justin. Appreciate the time. Yep. We'll see you. I see ya. All right. Awesome, awesome stuff from Justin. Just like us. <laughs> what a good dude. Just like yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah. That was great. Just like Nick, us you're, you're probably like, like, plus five handicap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Chris could probably just talk to him for like three hours. But no, I, I was know. enjoying Nick's, it. Nick's I... over there going, I don't even know what they're talking about. No, right? I was I was enjoying it. You're it's... deep in the weeds. It was good stuff, man. I yeah. love that. Anytime we get a golfer on here, I sign me up. It was. Um, yeah. I was glad I was able to ask him about the Cleveland stuff. I was glad you yeah. guys were able to jump in about his career and, and everything that had to do with it. It was awesome, man. 
Did we yeah, lose a contestant for uh, no, no. a period? He, he was nodding off in the green room. I saw he, <laughs> he has woken up. Alex is back with us. Let's give away some beer. And he's been holding on for quite some time. So I think maybe a couple hints are in order. What do you say? All right. Even though Gab's not here. Who wants to be a billionaire? <laughs> All right, who wants to be a billionaire presented by Labatt? Each week, our contestant has their chance to answer Guardians trivia for a chance to win. We start with a six-pack, then they can move on for a 12-pack and a 24-pack. And one final question for a case of Labatt Blue and a GV Art shirt. This week, we welcome in Alex, who has been patiently waiting. Alex, welcome to Who Wants to Be a Billionaire, man. How are you? What's up, fellas? How are we doing tonight? We're good. We're good. Cool. I saw you waiting there, stretching it out, getting ready for Who Wants to Be a Billionaire. Let's go. <laughs> I think my fridge is a little empty right now. So, All right. Let's fill it up with some Labette. Right. A lot on the line. You can phone a friend. You can call. We'll call them on speaker. Reflog will put them on speaker. They've got five seconds to answer if you get stuck. <laughs> You guys know Vince Guerrero? Can I call him? Oh, wow. Absolutely. You can call Vince. <laughs> Vince has been in the studio before. Yeah. But if you call him, you'll never get him to shut up. All right. Well, he covered uh he covered my high school um back in 07, so I've yeah. known Vince for quite a while. He's fantastic. <laughs> He's fantastic. You know, he was the guy behind the guy when it comes to the parade, the 0-16 parade. He's the one who shared with me that you could do, you know, put in $25 in an application and actually have a, a parade. It was, it was all Vince's fault. It's all Vince's fault. It's all, it's all Vince's fault, really. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. All right. We might just have to call Good him story. just just because. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Question one. Are you ready? How confident are you? Scale one to ten. Oh, man, I'm I'm pretty confident. All right. You got, you got the box. Right. You're ready. Yeah, I'm ready. Let's go. Let's do it. Question number one for a six-pack of LeBan. The Guardians began a series with Houston tonight. Last season, Cleveland traded Phil Maton to the Astros. Which starting outfielder did Cleveland receive in the deal? Number seven, Miles Straw. Boom! No delay. Impressive, right off the bat. That's worked out pretty well. Yes, it has. Would you like to move on for a 12-pack? Oh, yeah, what the heck. Chris? Question number two. For cash for a 12-pack of Labatt Blue. In 2019, Houston signed a big three-agent outfielder. Prior to signing in Houston, he was a three-time All-Star during his 10-year stint in Cleveland. Who is this outfielder? Uh, who is, uh, 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 take your time. Take your time. No, I'm just kidding. It's Michael Brantley. <laughs> <laughs> <Dr. Spoon. laughs> 
Confidence in spades over here. Well played. Michael Brantley is correct. Alex is going to be the guy in the last question who uses his lifeline to call Vince to let him know that he's about to be a billionaire. (laughs) Would you like to move on? Yeah, let's do it. Nick, hit him with it. All righty, question number three for cash for a 24-pack of Labatt. Cleveland plays Detroit again this week. Just played them this past weekend. In 2017, the Guardians defeated the Tigers to win their AL record 21st consecutive game. Which former Reds and Mets right fielder hit the go-ahead three-run home run for the Guardians in that game? Oh man, what the heck is his name? Um, you can picture him. Oh, I have a name that I want to say. Former so Red and, and Met right fielder. I remember being very excited when we got this guy. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And he was good for us. He was, yeah. Oh man, we got a hint for you. Gab's not on the show, but I'll I'll hand out a hint in her place. Okay, he only played forty three games for the tribe. That was it. That was it. Forty three wow. games, and they were they were all memorable. Had a ton of big hits. I was say, he burned way. bright. Burned for a short amount of time, but he burned bright. Now, before um, you give the final answer, you do have your lifeline, Vince Guerrero. <laughs> Um, man, uh, I I have a name, I have a name at the tip of my tongue, but I just don't know. He has a podcast. I'm pretty sure. Really? Yeah. If anybody has a podcast these days, I know. Right. (laughs) Um, I would associate him more with the reds than I would the Mets. Right. Yes. Yes. And that. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a shot in the dark. Wow. Wow. Here we go. Here shot we go. Remember your fridge is empty. Yes. Um <laughs> can I say a last name? <laughs> you can Does say what you works in jeopardy. That works in jeopardy. Okay. Um, that's that's not making me feel good though. No, I know. Uh, I want to use my lifeline. All right. All right. Chris, I feel like you have his number, so you don't have to give it to us, Alex. Okay. Let's see. Are we, are, is Vince actually the lifeline? Yeah, we'll we'll use Vince. Okay. Imagine if Vince doesn't know. He's, he's he'll answer. Last time I saw Vince, he was in the podcast studio for, uh, me versus, me versus Nuggets. <laughs> the night that started the pandemic. <laughs> That's right. Sir Yacht. That February 2020, Me versus Nuggets. Yep. Sir Yacht Yacht. ate about 20 Vince covering it. And... Vince. Yes. Hey, it's Chris McNeil. Yes, it is. I'm on the air right now. Why didn't you call him through the studio? So we got, because I don't know, it's not working correctly. Let's see. Let me see if I can get him back. L- loop him into the. Let into me call the... you back real quick. All right. <laughs> here. Why did he sound so ominous right there? I'll be here. 
try this again. Pop Bluetooth it into the on. into the roadcaster. Bluetooth is on. Roadcaster is not connected. Let's go yeah, ahead and there connect. There's probably my problem, Dave. There's the issue. Now it's connected. So now we can pull on Vince. Yes. Oh. I always feel like we're, it's like cranky anchors where we're just Vince. Mm-hmm. Now you're back on the air. No pressure. Vince, we're here with Alex Lozano. Lozano? Is that how you pronounce your last name? Do I get that correct? I feel like oh, you yeah. Good job. Okay. No, you did it. That's Vince. He, Vince wrote has written that last name plenty of times. Vince, he's talked very eloquently about you and how great you were covering him back in high school. And he wants to use well, you as a as a lifeline tonight. Well, I'm glad uh, somebody likes me. What's what's going on? All right. So we are playing who wants to be a billionaire, Vince. And there's a lot on the line. Alex is going for free beer. He is he I wouldn't say he's stumped, but he's he's not as confident as he thought he was going to be in this question. So he has called you as his lifeline. Should I read the question? Uh, sure, why not? All right. I thought <laughs> right. he hung up on you, Alex. Yeah, well, yeah. No, I, I know. <laughs> All righty, I'll read the question. All right, Vince, here we go. Cleveland plays Detroit again this week. In 2017, the Guardians defeated the Tigers to win their AL record 21st consecutive game. Which former Reds and Mets right fielder hit the go-ahead three-run home run for the Cleveland Guardians in that game? The Technically, he played 43 games for Cleveland as well, if that helps. I, I didn't – okay, what's the – I didn't hear the question. <laughs> All, right, <laughs> All right. Vince, Cleveland plays Detroit again this week. In 2017, the Guardians defeated the Tigers to win their AL record 21st consecutive game. Which former Reds and Mets right fielder hit the go-ahead go ahead three-run home run for the Guardians in that game? Jay Bruce. Bullseye. Yep, there it is. Good job. Um, Thanks. That's who it was. All right. Way to go, Vince. All right. Good job. Thanks, I do what Vince. I can. <laughs> We're going to have to get some beer here soon, Vince. I'm down with that. All right. Sounds good. Hey, we're coming. Me and uh, me and Larry are going to come to trivia when you start hosting. We've already talked about it. There you go. Sounds good to me. All thanks, right. Thanks for your help, sir. You're quite welcome. See ya. Very good. Vince I was very formal appearance, by the way. By yeah, Vince. yeah, that was such was, a formal Vince. It really was. Um, and that's that's who I had. Okay, so I, that made me happy. Nice. All right. Okay. All, all right. So you have a case of beer. Congratulations. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, but would you like to move on? I see the shirt that you're wearing. Would you like oh, to? I almost wore collection? that same shirt tonight. It's I'm a great shirt. It is. Question four, you get the case and the GV art. If you get it wrong, you get nothing. Would you like to go for it? Mm. Hold on. I'm going to look at the question. I have not looked at it. Oh. That's a weird I just looked at the answer, and that threw me off. All right, hold on. All right. 
Oh man, he's got a fighting chance on it. I was, I yeah, ooh, ooh. no, I, I think I, uh, I am. I am known for like really knowing the weird stuff in sports. Obscure. My coworkers are like, "How do you know that? It's so weird." So let's it's let's try. Is it yes! that obscure? Let's I don't try. know. This is that obscure. I think he'll get this. All right, let's do let's it. Try. Let's try. Question four for a case of Labatt Blue and a GVR shirt. Jose Ramirez is currently the American League leader in triples. The last time an Indians Guardians player led the league in triples was 2014. Who was that player? Holbert Cabrera. <laughs> Final answer. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and this is the part where you don't know if we're messing with you or if your answer is so far off that it was <laughs> Um dude, he had a bunch of triples. There's I want to say it was 2014, but it could have been Would you like a hint? Could, yeah. Okay, we're going to give the hint. All right. He was also signed during the notorious Nick Swisher offseason. And another clue, because you waited so long, he is also has the same first name as one of your answers from before. Man, that's a bizarre Ooh. hint. Well, no, I, I the same thing. That, that really is. Bring that back, though. It's Yeah. Same yeah. first name as, as one of your answers, so that should be able to whittle it down. Yeah, that can you read it again? Your answers or the question? No, the question. Yeah, hold on. Jose Ramirez is currently the American League leader in triples. Last time the Guardians Indians player led the league in triples, 2014. Who is that player, Alex? Oh, I'm going through my, I'm going through my answers from earlier. So your hint definitely ruled out your, your initial answer. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) That is all the hints you get though. First question. Dead air. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I got it. All right. Okay. All right. Oh, um, wow. What was I'm trying to think what my first answer was. No, no, you can't <laughs> say you got it. Uh, I the only the only answer that I remember other other than what Jay said was was Michael Brantley. Mm-hmm. Michael Bourne. Oh! Is that, is that it? We have a winner! <laughs> there we go. Well done. Oh my gosh. I didn't even remember uh, that. You're... <laughs> Your Michael Brantley kind of 
clue got me. Okay, we're good. <laughs> that was excruciating, wow. but well done. Wow. Well yeah, done. Yeah, that was a nail biting episode of Who Wants to Be. That was like having an eight footer to get your tour card right there. <laughs> <laughs> so, so give us your quick rundown on the Guardians. Every every winner, we give them a chance to give us a rundown. Give us a quick thirty seconds on the Guardians. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the Guardians this year, they're going to be a, a 50-50 team. Um, they're going to win a lot of games. They're going to lose a lot of games. Uh, I mean, we got to – the biggest thing is injuries. We got to stay healthy um, if we want any chance at all. I mean, I don't know. How many games are we back right now? Four, five, something like that. Yeah. I mean, we could – We're the we ones could definitely, asking the questions here. Right. Uh, <laughs> we, could, we could definitely make a run if we stay healthy and pitching throws lights out. Um, but I mean, obviously this, this ain't the year, this ain't the year. We all know that. But, uh, I, I saw today that their farm system is loaded. So that right there is, a you know, that's a bright, that's a bright, uh, future ahead of us. And I think we're going to be playing in October quite a bit, um, in the near future. So. So as of right now, we are six games back in the AL Central at 17 and 20, and the Twins lead at 25 and 16, to answer your earlier question. Thanks. Thanks. And, and that's the thing. The Twins, uh, they have a history of faltering after the All-Star break. So, yeah, they do. I mean, we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to hold my breath, but I think uh, we'll make it competitive. I like, I like our chances here in the next couple years, but – this will be a good uh, year for experience for these younger guys. So Before we let you off here, yeah. before we let you off, Dollar Dog Nick just put in our group chat that that was a nail-biter episode of Who Wants to Be a Beer? <laughs> so well done. My wife was la- laughing at me all night when I told her I was going to do this, and now who's laughing? That's <laughs> right. You got the beer. Way to go, Alex. <laughs> Fridge full of Labatt. I appreciate you guys. Thank you. Absolutely. Congrats again, Alex. And uh, yeah, shoot us a DM. We'll get you that the the beer and the uh, GV shirt there. So you can uh, show it off to your wife. (laughs) Thanks. All right. Good stuff from Alex. (laughs) We made it. Yeah, that was. That was good. Yeah, that was very good. I I read I I looked at Michael Bourne and I was like, yeah I know I did no the same way. thing I was like, Ugh. <laughs> I don't remember Michael Bourne doing anything noteworthy. Which you is know, what, what, funny I I scrolled through and I was like, okay. all I could think was like Jason Bourne like the movies and I was yeah. like, right. oh man like what? <laughs> yeah, Michael Bourne was bad man. Like I remember when we got yeah. rid of him, he was hitting in the in the hundreds. There's names that I black out, like him, Michael Martinez. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's a decent amount there. Will Brian Shaw ever be on that list for you of names that you just try to erase from your memory? I saw I today. I'm I, trying to recruit him to play like old man softball with us, like after his career's over. So I'm not going to throw anything out there that would tarnish that. But that's a that's a, interesting... the most appearances, like the third most appearances, like right in Indian slash Guardians history. Yeah, that's that's also a very specific name for you to be targeting for men's softball, Dave. Doesn't he look like a softball player? Oh, absolutely. Drink yeah. beers with me and my friends, Nick. Though, well, you got to get Naylor then too. Get both of them. 
Naylor yeah, definitely looks like a softball. I mean, he looks just prototypical does. softball player. Yeah. Just mashing. By the way, speaking of mashing, your Guardians are up 4 nothing right now. Bases juiced, no outs. Jose Ramirez at the dish. hey Let's go. All right, I think that's a great time to call a show. What do you say? There you go. Yeah. Nick, you want to take us out, sir? Yeah, I'll take us out. Good stuff. As always, huge thanks to Shaq News. Huge thanks to Labatt. Go read Shaq News. Go drink a Labatt. Huge thanks to GV as well as TSE Cleveland. And a big thanks to Justin Lauer for coming on, talking some PGA with us. Keep an eye out for that giveaway from our show handle at Big Play Reflog. Go follow us on there, and we will be back with another episode next week. We'll see you then. Peace.